This is Culture in the Craft Podcast. We're here to make creative places diverse spaces. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcasts. Today we bring you a very special episode. We interview Wesley Louie, animation director and co-founder of The Line Animation Studio. They've worked with the likes of Gorillaz, Chris Copeland, plus many more. We had such a full conversation with him that we're bringing it to you in two parts. He talks to us about what it's like to set up your own animation studio, how he gets inspired and his childhood of enjoying classic animations with his family such as Ulysses and Thundercats. We also discuss representation within animation, the power of storytelling, plus how he was able to release his own animation short, The Mighty Grand Piton, which has been received so well. Check out the episode. This is part one. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Culture in the Craft. Um, today it's me, Esther and Lana. Hi. Hello. And then we have a, a special guest of us who we're interviewing today, uh, Wesley Louie. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Yes. So Wesley is a director and uh, animator. He works at the, the Lion Studio. Uh, you've worked on really amazing animations such as a Mighty Grand Piton, Super Turbo Atomic Ninja Rabbit and Iceland and a video called Easy Music Videos yeah. Yeah, with Max Matzo and Walter Robinson and you've also been animator on Wallflower, Gorilla's Music Video, mm-hmm. Eagle Man. Yeah, Cool, yeah, so can you tell us about your journey, how you got into the animation industry? Yeah, I actually went back into education so I started animation, well I went back into studies I started at Central St. Martin's okay. um, post-animation graduate program and um, yeah I've been doing it since uh, yeah. so that was like 2006 like a year course was that just heavily 2D or... yeah it was a 2D course so, I mean the yeah. course had two um, parts to it yeah. or two sections so you could either do 3D or 2D okay. I did the 2D yeah. um, I mean I've been drawing most of my life but, mm. so animation is a relatively new sc- skill for me yeah, okay. um, I've been doing it like 12, 13 oh, years now okay. so, um, that's good, good yeah. Yeah. so you're growing forward you drawing as a kid or like uh, yeah, I've always drawn as a child and I've always been interested in like, comics and animation. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I was discouraged. I guess maybe the discouragement was more of like an encouragement to go into another section where it's a bit more state stuff. So uh, I can't say anyone discouraged me necessarily as in saying not to do that, but it was more kind of like, you know, to grow out of this now. Okay, know, yeah. Like as a lawyer. Or, yeah. <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. do some office work and work your way up and yeah, stuff and yeah. you know I guess from my parents and maybe elders yeah. from their perspective I mean you know they're looking out for you and they don't have any examples of people that do well in animation yeah. and you know it's yeah. almost like when people do well is if you're an actor or a dancer or a musician yeah. it's like it's not for you mm. sort of thing so when you come out and say oh I want to do yeah. it's kind of like oh no 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 you don't want to do that but no one actually stopped, stopped me either so it was kind of like it took a while for me to gain the confidence to say like you know what I'm doing this and I don't care what yeah. I, do. okay. I mean it's all love at the end of the day yeah. I think your, your parents and your aunties and uncles mm. they want what's best for you mm. and they advise you even if the advice is wrong the intent is still you know uh, for them to for you to do well did you have any artists that you looked up to or did you just um, you really liked a certain style so you just sort of had, I, I mean no one around me I, I tell you what though my dad he's not I think he's quite artistic in that he, he's very good 
craftsman. Like he carved the bed. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> he'd never done it before. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make bed. And yeah. all his friends would make fun of him. He bought four posts and it took him about six months, but he carved each post oh. like some intricate shape, but yeah. they're all exactly the same. Mm. Like I wish I had a picture of it somewhere. I know, yeah. but it's kind of hard. Yeah, it was yeah. like, and my dad was probably the only person, while he never told me to go and do this, he mm. was the only person who never made me feel weird about watching cartoons. Yeah. And yeah. Like, he would actually sit with me watching, like I'd watch a lot of Kung Fu movies and a lot of animation with my dad. Yeah. Um, even to the point that I remember one time, like, when my nephew was a bit younger, mm. it was me, my brother, my dad, and my nephew. We were sitting in a small room mm. in my old house, mm-hmm. watching Ben 10, okay. like, episode yeah. after episode. That's it good. was just... Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was so just, cool. like, normal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my dad would sit there and watch, like, you know, Dragon Ball with us, yeah, but he would call it Kakarot, because yeah. he likes the way Vegeta would. You know, okay. when, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he's the only person that never made me feel funny about Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, that's nice to have. Yeah, yeah my mum was a bit somewhere. different, but again, it was coming from a place of yeah, I want the stress for you. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, but actually, with my mum, she actually did when I did do animation after doing The Illusionist because I worked on that for about eight, um, just under two years. Yeah, yeah. She actually said to me, "You know, I'm happy. I'm proud of you for going for it, mm. and um, you know, I was wrong." Mm. I'm glad that, you know, you went for it and proved me wrong and showed yeah. me that, you know, you can actually make a career. Yeah. So, and apologies, it wasn't even a, it's not even like she had to apologize, but yeah. she goes, she kind of realized that I'm actually, you can do something from this. So, Out of it, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's because, um, cause you're saying that you're late into like animation. Is that, do you think that's kind of one of the reasons why she was like, Oh my God, now I'm glad that you have actually done it now like maybe does she think I, I, I just think it's like seeing me happier number one mm. seeing that I can make a career of it mm. because I never no one in my family ever doubted that I could draw or yeah. I had some sort of talent mm-hmm. it, it was just more yeah that's like a hobby yeah but you know a career fits into these boxes you mm. can't really make money from doing that unless you're really good or you're really famous but it's like but the irony behind that is like well to make money from it you just get good you yeah. know yeah. but Again, it's like where they're coming from, you know, when they grew up or when they came over to London, oh. so my parents from the Caribbean, they, yeah. you know, they had to, it was about going to university and getting the big grades oh. and then, you know, but the world's different now. And it's like, yeah. it's almost like we have to show them that it's different mm-hmm. because they, they were shown something when they were younger and their parents were shown something as well. So, yeah. um, I probably met a few people that were like, how can I describe this? Um, maybe didn't have the best intentions for me, mm-hmm. but the majority of people are well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used to watch a lot of Ben 10 and stuff. Like, what kind of animations did you get influenced by? So to help you, Um, everything really. Um, it's it. I guess my what I'm known for is the my anime esque style. I don't call what I do anime just simply because I see debates online about what anime actually is, and it's like if you're not from Japan, it's not anime, etc. Which is silly because it's silly because. Anime in Japan means animation. animation. Yeah. So, <laughs> Toy Story is anime. Yeah. You know? yeah, but yeah. Okay. people are very purist in what they think, mm-hmm. um, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, that is a major influence for me. Yeah. Um, as I got older in my later teens, I started seeing the connection between things I watched when I was a lot younger, like mm-hmm. Samurai Pizza Cats, or yeah, yeah. just seeing that there was a, a Japanese aesthetic to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I remember, I think I saw Laputa, Castle in the Sky, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultraman, when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses. Uh, any of those kind of Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. like Thundercats. Okay. I wouldn't say that's a Japanese production, but it was anime in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the intro was very, you know, so I, I've always been into that stuff. But then um, Disney as well, um, comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a mixed bag. Mm. You know, 
Even now, I'll look at everything. Even though I have a specific way of doing something, I'll look at yeah everything. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. From being within the animation industry, um, have you mainly been the only person of colour, or like how have you found that side of, side of things, or is, is it growing, or like because um, like, like yeah. <laughs> Mostly anywhere I've worked, I've probably been the only one. There's probably like um, a guy named uh, Mohammed. I've worked. I haven't actually worked with him on a project, but he's been on the same project as me, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, or he's been in the studio storyboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan, John Condo. Okay. Generally speaking, I'm, I'm generally the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of where, who I've worked with, yeah. um, I have worked with. Like, um, just recently, actually, um, did some design work with uh, Chris Copeland and um, mm-hmm. Chase Connolly okay. as well. Yeah. Um, and then I've done some, I worked with the Sean Thomas okay. uh, yeah, yeah. a couple of times. So so you tend to work with people who are not, like, I guess UK-based, but still people. Yeah, style. I think for the type of stuff I do, like, we, we tend, to, I think for the type of stuff that I do, uh-huh. it tends to be the people that are the best suited for it. And this is, like, across the board with mm-hmm. white, black, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's usually like France, mm-hmm. um, America, mm-hmm. Poland. I've worked with some guys from Poland. Mm-hmm. They tend to be remote. Mm-hmm. People who who have that kind of aesthetic don't tend to reside in London. Okay, yeah. Um, or, and if there is, there isn't much. Mm-hmm. Like even like looking for character designers, like mm-hmm. we're on a project at the moment. Yeah. It was really difficult. Yeah. So, and so we had to kind of resort to doing uh, overseas, okay. Yeah. You know, remote talent. Yeah. So. You are the co-founder of the Mind yeah. Animation Studio. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to set that up? So it's myself, uh, Timothy McCourt, Max Max Taylor, Sam Taylor, James Devine, and okay. your passion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- the way we started up was so we started sharing a studio space. Mm-hmm. Um, so myself and Tim, so I've known Tim the longest in the group, and we um, um, studied at Central St. Martin's together. Okay. And then I went off to work on um, The Illusionist for about two years. And when I came back, he was talking about us directing a film together because he got some funding. Yeah. wasn't much, but... Okay, that's um, really cool. In fact, looking back now, it was nothing. Yeah. But um, yeah. we got some funding. Hmm. So he was originally directing it, and um, I was just there to do character design and animate and mm-hmm. maybe do some storyboards but okay. it got to a point where Tim goes oh yeah you know you're you're going to be credited as director on this I'm like well no this is your thing he's like mm-hmm. well no you're directing you're doing storyboards you're yeah. you're leading the team and stuff we're mm-hmm. directing this together so mm-hmm. like you know don't worry about it oh, so. that's really nice <laughs> yeah so that was our first film that yeah. we directed mm-hmm. together yeah um, and we tried to do little bits here and there since and then yeah yeah um, while on freelance jobs, I think Tim met Sam okay. and Bjorn mm-hmm. while I was working. I think I was working at Nexus. Because okay. actually, when we finished the film, we went around studios saying, Yeah, we finished the film. Yeah, we're Hire us the directors, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is naive. But, <laughs> yeah, um, every time you come out of university, that's the first thing. Yeah, just walked in like the directors. <laughs> but having said that, you know, doing that got us noticed. So, yeah. No, that's um, I think a couple so Nexus was the, one of the first places I went to uh-huh. I think a couple of weeks after that I got contacted to do some design and animation work yeah but and then Tim was working on a job at Partizan and that's where you met Sam and Bjorn and Sam mm-hmm. was looking for a 
the studio space. So yeah, we spoke about it, and then you know, then I met Sam afterwards and spoke about getting the space together, and mm-hmm. you know, just somewhere where we can work. Yeah, like not as a team, but yeah, just like an office space, which yeah, seems yeah. to be quite common nowadays. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we found one in Nettle House in Hackney, and mm-hmm. for about a year or two, we were um, just doing our own projects for like, freelancing. Is this animation or was it like design based or storyboard based? Was it like a mixture of stuff? I remember I was working on Amazing World of Gumball uh-huh. for about a month and then for about three or four months remotely uh-huh. um, from the studio. Yeah. Sam and Bjorn were directing everything I can see from here. So uh-huh. they'd been working for that, on that for about a year and a half and they were just finishing up sort of thing. Um, so it was all in that studio, a very small space. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, we got a job offer because i when i did drawing inspiration yeah we did that at partisan okay so we met a lot of the runners there mm-hmm. and the runners have now become their own bosses you know they okay. produce and stuff so yeah, yeah. while we was at the studio one of the guys um jack who runs bullion productions they um contacted us about a music video mm-hmm. and they're like oh do you want to do it it's from ministry of sound mm-hmm. Robinson. so that was what well, easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, Me and Tim were like, yeah, love, we'd love to do it sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. The other guys, I think Sam and Bjorn had just finished up their film. Okay. So everyone else in the studio was in the room was, wasn't was busy. Mm-hmm. So we hired them mm-hmm. to work on it. So mm-hmm. it was our first project together as a team. Oh, okay. Um, it went really well. Really enjoyed it and stuff. And yeah. We were releasing it around the same time Sam and Bjorn releasing their film. Yeah. And uh, like it did so well. We was like, you know, why don't we just become a team? Like, yeah. you know, consolidate our work. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So it happened quite naturally, which is... Yeah, it was very organic. It wasn't planned. So, mm-hmm. And even then, we were just a collective. So yeah. we were still individual freelancers, but we would, you know, if something came... You you know, if, yeah, like even uh, ETC, mm-hmm. where we moved to afterwards, like, yeah. everyone got a job there, and they were looking for designers and yeah. animators. It was like, oh, actually, I'm in the studio with guys, you know, I work with them. So, mm. you know, it was very, very organic. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um, so we was at ETC for about two years. Yeah. And then, um, so that's where we produced Ninja Rabbit and Drama, but we left there eventually because um, it was hard for people to know what we were. Mm-hmm. Like, are we an animation department? Like, what okay. are we sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So I think that separation kind of held that. There's no, no hard feelings or anything. Mm-hmm. We just bought something a bit different. Mm-hmm. But while it was exciting and great, if it was muddying the waters a bit. Um, yeah. I really like the stuff that you've done for a while because I think the first thing that I saw from you guys was the easy video. I was mm. like, oh my god, it's so cool. Mm. But yeah, no, you guys have done really well. So, fantasy versus reality um, of starting, <laughs> yeah, doing and setting up your yes. studio. I know some of our audience, if you're in such a fortunate position to be able to go it alone and do your own thing, yeah. it would be good for you to just set the records <laughs> <laughs> um this is a difficult one all right for one we never intended to start a company like it wasn't so us starting the collective was like a very organic thing but we were still very independent we were like freelancing if we needed to yeah. i think what happened is that when we left etc we had two choices either split up and just do our own thing or start a company okay. and starting a company was really the only way we were going to stay together. so we all put um an investment in you yeah. know some of the money that we had saved up wherever it is and mm-hmm. just went for it mm-hmm. i think for the first two or three months we were paying the rent of the studio for our own uh, 
mm-hmm. from our own pockets. But then, ironically, as soon as we left, we just had people, yeah, we want you to do this, we want you to do that. And then um, we got a job. Um, and then from then, the studio has been kind of funding itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we also appointed Sam and James, the kind of heads of the company, if you like, like running them. Um, yeah. I think Sam's really good at that that kind of stuff and James is right into the money and mm. marketing and stuff as well like he really shines with that and me myself Tim, Max and Bjorn are more on the creative side like doing the content um, so I guess in terms of running the company that might be a better question for like Sam and James but mm. um, I guess you think you know once you start making money and Right, now I can go out and buy that lovely car that I wanted, but it's not it's not quite that. I think that might be a couple Make of years before Yeah, exactly. It's like none of that. I mean yeah. yeah, I mean I you know, we're not, you know, like we're not swimming in money or anything like that. But um and it's also how much you have to work. I mean we've actually had a conversation about this, even just yesterday, just how burnt out we can get because, you know, you know, it was just the six of us and now we've got five six more employees now okay. and wow. looking to take another one as well so it's like mm. you know I know Tim for instance feels the the responsibility of like okay now I, I'm in charge of other people's livelihoods so mm-hmm. we can't drop the ball mm. um, but yeah you end up working a lot my work life balance is off and I'm correcting it yeah. I'm going to try and correct it this year interesting that you say that because the three components that we're always sold is that if you go alone, number one, you do what you like when you like nope. and you drive your own <laughs> agenda. Yeah. The other thing is that you've got loads of money yeah. and everything sound. And then the third thing being you pick and choose what you do. So you get the opportunity to say, this is a project I will take on. Thanks to that. Um, it's interesting that you talk about getting burnt out. We have been quite picky about projects, but that was that's more now than earlier. But even then, because we're kind of known for our own projects, our self-initiated projects. So um, because we've done that and spent a lot of time doing that, so we spent, I said, probably collectively, we spent about six years making no money but making our own content. It's actually that content that's actually attracted people for us to make commercials. And even to this day, People are still referring to Ninja Rabbit or Joyride or everything I can see from here. Mm. And we actually set up the company so we can keep making our own stuff. Mm. The other thing as well, we're all artists and we're all like um, directors and we're all animators and designers. (laughs) So worst case scenario, if employees walked out or, you know, we had no animators or freelancers, we could jump on and do it ourselves. Um, I remember on Gorillaz, there was like a tight deadline and James kind of jumped in. So James, like the producer, kind of, you know, um, money guy, mm. and then he jumped in and started animating. One of the freelancers like, "Wait, he? <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing?" It's like, "Oh no, I, I do this. I animate sort of thing." So yeah. they were shocked because okay. they're like, "Yeah, we all do it, mm. but it's just that you know, take everyone's kind roles. of falling into like a yeah. role." Yeah. So yeah, so in terms of the reality of it, it's like we can be a bit choosy. We're not boring yet, I suppose. Quite flexible as well because I think some companies would be like, "No, you can't do that. Get back in here." Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's the other thing as well because we're um, we are animators. We know how it feels 
when a freelancer comes in and yeah. we know what it feels like to be in that position. So yeah. we try to be as flexible and, you know, try to send people home at a certain time, yeah. etc. Um, doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, no, I'm really into this, but yeah. we don't want to make, because we stay late, it might give the impression that they have to stay late as well. It's like, yeah. well, you don't have to, but yeah. um, we can't necessarily, I mean, I think we have a lot more freedom than you would if you were in a nine to five. But then at the same time, I've worked, you know, even on the last project, Piton, I was working on weekends and getting up early hours in the morning, starting at six, then working for like three, four hours, then going to work and then working more and then coming home. And, you know, so there is like a, there's got to be some sort of sacrifice. It's not just you do what you want. Yeah. but again, it's like I'm trying to work in that work-life balance and, like, you know, my mind is important, mm-hmm. my health, health is important. And, yeah. I think yeah. this it's kind of important to also, I guess, for people listening as well, that that kind of working, I guess, mindset isn't isn't just animation sometimes as well. It can be, it can be any industry. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, when I was working, when I'm, especially a personal project, it's like you're so... I get tunnel vision and you're so yeah, invested your, and you're so like yeah it's your baby so you're not like yeah. it doesn't feel like you're working it's sort of like alright I'm going to get up I'm going to do this I'm mm-hmm. going to smash this out mm-hmm. it's only after you're done you're like I I'm, I can't function at the moment because mm-hmm. I'm so tired because I've got so much energy into this it's yeah. like just finding that balance and like you know maybe forcing holidays and stuff but mm-hmm. it's, it's again yeah. it's because we're so stretched and yeah. you know for instance Sam is you know interviewing people yeah. while he's animating while he's directing a project yeah, so it's so. like everyone's stretched yeah, so yeah. no one's just doing one one thing I suppose mm-hmm. so you know if I'm and even when I'm directing I'm not just directing I'm doing storyboards I'm doing yeah. character design I'm doing animation I'm correcting animation yeah. I'm, you know redoing stuff so yeah, um, yeah it's it, you, you realise how hard it is after the fact almost but I don't want to they're good problems to have if that makes sense but like obviously your films do really well as well and then I guess that's sort of an reward yeah we've been fortunate like yeah. all our personal products have had good good traction yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they're just very different which I guess goes on to um, your new most recent animation short of uh, the Mighty Grand Piton. Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. What inspired you to make that animation? Um, all right. So I'm Caribbean descent. My parents are Saint Lucian. Mm-hmm. Both of them are family Saint Lucian. And I think since I started animation, I've always wanted to tell a story that's based there, mm-hmm. but I never really had the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. My journey in animation is very strange in that I'm really inspired and influenced by you know things like akira and Mm -hmm. dragon ball and Mm -hmm. you know miyazaki films and stuff Mm -hmm. um but when i got into animation it's like people would see me as a geek almost right Mm -hmm. like i nerd about this kind of things i'm like (laughs) yeah how are you calling me a geek you're an animator you're a geek as well why are you trying it but (laughs) even even in animation there's like a a weird snobbery to certain things right yeah it's very strange like i remember talking to someone and I was saying, because um, Studio 4C did a new Thundercats thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, new Thundercats is coming out. And he looked at me, he was like, how old are you? And, and then he started started drawing, like, just the character animating. And I'm like, 
purpose in that. Okay. Well, <laughs> so there's a weird. But you're in animation, so you should be. Yeah, like, there's like you know, know I just so I was like whatever. So yeah. I think when I started, there was so drawing inspiration. If you look at that, so me and some director. Oh. Yeah. So that was very almost like short film. Yeah. You know, watercolors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. British animation sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And not that I had a problem doing the film, but mm. it was it it's, it wasn't the type of film. I mean, I love those sorts sorts of films, but it wasn't the type of film that got me into it. Mm. So, um, and I think when I was going to do a film about Sanusha, it would have been in that vein. So it would have mm. been, I don't know, just not fun, like focus on poverty or yeah. some sort of social ill. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like those countries, you never tend to. There's no fantasy. There's no fantasy element. It's yeah. always like some, you know, oh, some you know, win an award drugs. because it's yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's what I had in my head, but I just never had the right thing, mm-hmm. and it just never felt quite right. Yeah. And then um, I think by moving on, I mean, and that's why I kind of I did Ninja Rabbit because I was like, you know what, mm. I don't care what anyone thinks. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I love, yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. And it just so happens when I did that, that's the, the sort of work I got. Yeah. Yeah. Which was which is amazing. Mm. Um, but going back to Piton, I think I was working on a. It was a short with like lots of robots. It was like for a commercial for a games company. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing some designs, I just kind of did a quick sketch of a robot and the, yeah. and the boy and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I put the solution colors in it. And then I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then I just did a post. It's like, and I, I think I put like hashtag Caribbean's like robots too or something. Yeah. Um, how did that how did that get like response wise like, it was okay people yeah. liked it and yeah. I, I put like a little synopsis on like yeah. you can only speak in um, Creole like Patois yeah um, <laughs> so it got like a good response some people laughed and yeah. whatever mm. um, but it just stuck with me yeah right and then um, even for that project we did for the games company we did like a, a test so we worked with a company called No Ghost mm-hmm. and we did a test with like Gundams um so we used like 3D animation mm-hmm. and made it look um, 2D. Yeah. And people were asking, how did you do that? How did you get to look like that? And I was like, well, people love this technique. Mm. And I think I could apply it to something. But mm. it was also like, all right. It just came at the right time sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Decided to pitch it to the rest of the guys and mm-hmm. had to do a couple of rounds of pitching and they were into it. And mm. yeah, it was kind of born from there. But it was like, it, I think once I drew that robot, mm. It almost occurred to me, it's like, well, why couldn't this happen there? Yeah. You know, mm. every time something happens, it's always in the States or somewhere in Europe or mm. Japan or yeah, yeah. in Caribbean country or Africa. Like, yeah. that's, mm. you know, if anywhere else it doesn't really happen. I'm like, why can't you have a superhero there or a yeah. fantasy thing or a horror, yeah. whatever genre you want to tell? It's right. like, and I think maybe my own subconscious programming stop me from thinking that way yeah but the moment it clicked i was like right i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and the other thing that inspired it as well it's like i went to japan just before i started doing ninja rabbit okay and like i love anime and all this kind of stuff yeah. but actually going there you realize how much anime takes from their own culture yeah yeah so, okay yeah i see like the way people just little things that they do, like even like things like vehicles. I love like Dragon Ball, the way Akira Toriyama draws vehicles quite small. Yeah. And so, oh, that's so cool. Like, such a good design. Mm. When I actually go there, the vehicles are quite small. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I thought the next thing I do, because I'd already started Ninja Rabbit, I think yeah. the next thing I do 
I want to talk about what I know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Caribbean. I grew up, you know, two Western parents in London. Yeah. I've been there a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? Yeah. You know, I just took it from there, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, it wasn't much more thinking than that. It was just once I did that drawing, and I'd done a few drawings, like on my Instagram, of like a solution astronaut or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, was the shift in the mentality is like you know these things could happen anywhere and it doesn't have to be quotation mark a black story yeah like any more than if you think about like black panther that mm. film wasn't just made for africans it yeah, wasn't just made for black people it's for everybody yeah and i yeah. think that's how i want people to view it and even though it's like a, a proof of concept piece mm. the response i've got is from everybody yeah yeah like white black asian mm. Caribbean, yeah. Africans, like everybody. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that's that's how I approach telling the story. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm writing stuff at the moment. Mm. But, um, I think it's 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 like in a way which sounds probably I don't know like it's kind of good timing because I guess there's obviously like the Black Panther film, there's Spider Verse. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think like for for the past like what maybe ten maybe like five years has it been five uh that um it's always if there's a black character or majority of the casting of a film is black people that tends to be like oh it's a black film and that's it like and then it's only catered towards that but now it's kind of like like the film us like you know, that's a horror story and, and that kind yeah of thing. i think but i mean obviously it's i have i have you've had this in your head all the time but like i have i have a lot of debates with myself about this topic mm-hmm. about like diversity and representation in animation mm. and, and film and media in general yeah um an example i'd give like um like star wars for instance or indiana jones or mm-hmm. while they had a predominantly white cast mm. i never felt like those films weren't for me mm. Mm. i know some people who felt like that but i'm like yeah. i've never it's only as i got older mm. you know mid twenties or whatever, like you registered that. Oh, there's not many black guys in that or mm. you know, black leads in that. But it didn't yeah. bother me. It's yeah. like um yeah. I've always thought that That's all, folks. Well, at least for part one of our interview with Wesley Louie, animation director. Join us back here on Culture in the Craft podcast for part two coming soon. Got a question? Have an idea you'd like us to discuss? Or someone you'd like us to interview? Or maybe you just want to say hi? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CultureXCraft. That's C-U-L-T-U-R-E-X-C-R-A-F-T. And let's connect. You've subscribed, right? Great. You'll be the first to get updates from us. Like the show and leave a comment too. We want to hear from you. If you haven't done any of these things, then do it right now. It will take a moment and you'll help us make creative spaces diverse places.